Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Schatzer Says. I'm your host, Mike Schatzer, and I want to welcome everybody back. It is Monday, January 4th, 2021, better known as Black Monday in the NFL world. So a lot of coaches are looking for new jobs after today. But it's also the first day back to work and the first day back to the real world. So whether your job setting has changed from this year to last year, which I know most of us have, myself included, you know, I haven't been in the classroom since March 13th of last year. So I'm a stay at home work dad, a teacher per se online. So I'm handling that. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have had differences in your changes of, of location, you know, but thanks to all the essential workers. My wife, Amy's an essential worker. She's been going to work religiously all year other than vacation time. So, you know, all you essential workers, you nurses, you first responders, you police officers, thank you so much for doing your jobs and being essential to making us healthy and, and safe and happy. Um, you know, it's been a tough year for everyone. 2021 hopefully is a new, new start for everybody. And, you know, as I said in my intro to this uh, podcast, um, we're not going to talk about religion and politics because both of those items have really been in the news a lot lately. So, you know, we're not going to cloud our judgment with that kind of talk. We're just going to enjoy ourselves and, and talk about what we're thankful for. And this episode is called 2021. So it's a little different. Uh, when you see how it's written on the, on the liner notes, it's, it's not the numeric 20, Two one, it's twenty twenty with a one o or w o n and the question mark. So hopefully twenty twenty hasn't won. But um, you know, although all the troubles that we've had, and, and I kept myself very blessed, very fortunate uh, this past year. Uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things that uh, have come about from this time at home and, and time away from my job and things like that. So uh, you know, although we did talk about uh, the things we've done, you know. I'm, I'm most thankful for all the, the, the expanded family time I've been able to spend with my sons at home. They've been at home with MTI doing non-traditional instruction, and I've been home working and spent a lot of time with my with my two sons as they grow up and find young men. You know, spend more time with my wife. You know, with more time with the family unit. You know, we got to go to vacation as a family and do a lot of things together. So, very thankful for for the extended uh, expanded family time. Uh, time in general to do things around the house. You know, when this all started, my wife had a, had a honeydew list a mile long. And, you know, thankfully I, I got most of the work done. And, you know, our yard has never looked this good in the six years we've lived here. And our pool looked great. And, you know, everything was taken care of around the house. So very thankful for the expanded time to be able to do that kind of stuff around the house. Um, got to improve my culinary skills this year. And, you know, as you heard in my episode too, you know, I, I have a great you know, recipe for biscuits and gravy and banana nut muffins. So, you know, I'm proud of my culinary skills, my improved skills in the kitchen uh, this year. Um, I'm happy for my new virtual skills. You know, 25 years ago, I remember I took a class in college called uh, uh, Microcomputers in the Classroom. If you could have seen what we had to do this year compared to 25, 26 years ago, learning about computers and education, you know, it's it's amazing. So I'm thankful for my new virtual skills, be able to do some, some Google Meets and record my guest for my podcast. That's great. Um, thankful for football. You know, a lot of teams weren't able to play this year. Uh, North Carolina, they're playing in the springtime and other states doing as well. We were able to salvage a, a, a six or seven game season for the most part. Thankful that college football and, and pro football has been able to uh, exist this fall. You know, football's kept our country together. You know, I'd be remiss not saying, giving a shout out to my man, Scott Hansen for the red zone. You know, we're, we're religious red zone watchers on Sundays, no pun intended. Uh, you know, we, we set up time from one o'clock to seven o'clock for seven hours of uninterrupted football. Uh, and, um, you know, at the witching hour and all that, it's something we really got to do as a family is watch the red zone. So, but, you know, the one thing that, you know, why I'm here is doing podcasts and 
thanks to Ryan Massey and the Ryan Massey experience. He's the one that turned me on the idea of doing podcasts. You know, I had very limited knowledge of what podcasts really were, what, what were out there. And through him, I got into this and, you know, here we are, this is episode nine. So this is a review preview of this upcoming spring episodes, but also we're going to talk about my favorite time of the year. So, uh, just to review, I want to thank my guests that came on the show this year. My first guest ever, Jeff Palmer of the Flatiron Happy Hour. You know, he was on my Food or Fatty episode, episode number two. Check him out. Uh, I want to thank Craig Mesmer, who's going to be my guest later on this afternoon, but also in future episodes. And he was my guest on episode four, Over Under, when we talked about fantasy football. He has a book coming out called The Fantasy Football Retrospective coming out. So check that out in the spring. Uh, this is going to be a lot of episodes that we do in the future. Anything involving sports, Craig is one of my go-to guys. Um, my lifelong friend, AJ, Andy Jacobs, for my episode, So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, uh, episode six. You know, great uh, talking with him. We've been friends for 30 years, 30 plus years. And, you know, we picked up like we haven't left off in the last 10 years that we haven't really talked that much. So great to have AJ on the show. Brian Durbin, you know, he's been on two episodes. He is my bourbon guy. He's my aficionado of the bourbon. And he was on my Kentucky Bourbon Trail Tour, episode seven. And he was also on Bourbon Palooza, episode eight, with Keith Temple and my brother-in-law, Charlie Druby. So I want to thank everyone for, you know, helping out with that Bourbon Palooza. It was a great time. If you're a bourbon fan, check out both episodes. Good time had by all, to say the least, you know. And I did two episodes by myself, one on sports rivalries and one on the blizzard of 93. So, you know, if you're from Central PA and you were around in 1993, you probably remember the blizzard. Uh, that we had in uh, in March. It was a late blizzard. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun doing episodes. You know, thanks for listening to me. You know, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Schatzer Says. That's at S-H-A-T-Z-E-R-S-A-Y-S. I always have to spell that out. People always want to fill a little letter C in there for Schatzer. But follow me on Twitter. Any ideas you have, any future episodes you'd like to hear about or some guests, or maybe you want to be a guest and talk about something you want to promote. You know, when I, when I started doing these, this podcast is not about me and, and hyping myself up. This is about, you know, presenting people that are cool to me, in my opinion, and people that have something they want to talk about, you know, nothing too controversial, but, you know, I want them to, to use it to, to further their causes. So I know coming up, here's some further uh, episodes we have coming up. We're going to do a WrestleMania Battle Royal Roundtable, where we're going to talk about pro wrestling in the 80s and 90s. Uh, we're going to do a mobile episode from Buffalo Trace. Now, I don't think we'll have our man... Uh, uh, Freddie doing our tour, but we're going to do a mobile episode from the Buffalo Trace tour. And also I have one of my former students and players, Isaiah Kelly, coming on. He's a uh, tennis shoe designer, tennis shoe artist. He has got a thriving little business in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. He's up for some awards as Entrepreneur of the Year. So I'm really excited about Isaiah, you know, one of my former players and students from not so many years ago. So, you know, got a lot of good things coming on. Have some other ideas in the works, have some uh, people that I've got to know through their uh, shark fishing. Hopefully they're going to join us this year and some people that you might recognize from television programs. So have a lot of good things coming on Shatzer says, and just happy to be here and, and wrapping up 2020 and uh, going into 2021. So hopefully you had a great you know holiday season, your Christmas, your Hanukkah, your Festivus, your Kwanzaa, however you celebrated. I hope it was a great time with your family, but now it's time to turn the page to 2021 and let's move on. And now to my favorite time of the year football playoffs both the nfl and the ncaa so just to recap in case you missed it on friday alabama was victorious over number four seed notre dame and in a shocker ohio state beat clemson so that that sets up now the national championship next monday january 11th at eight o'clock ohio state at alabama so 
I'm going to have Craig Mesmer on. I'm going to have my son Luke on, and we're going to give our picks for the NFL playoffs and the NCAA championship game. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And you're listening to Shatzer Says, Episode 9, 2021. Welcome back to Shatzer Says, uh, episode 9, 2021. Um, I'm welcoming back to the show again as a guest for the second time, my good friend, sports enthusiast and author, Craig Mesmer. Welcome back, Mez. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good. Glad to be back on Shatzer Says. I hear you. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody out there as well. Yeah, I hope it was a good one for everybody. It was was different, but it was good. We, We stayed home and played cards and watched college football and then... You know, rang in the new year at midnight. And I was in bed by twelve ten. So, at least it's not twenty twenty anymore. That's the best thing you can say. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Also joining us today, Craig, is my oldest son, Luke. Welcome, Luke. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. See how polite he is. Man, a few words. So <laughs> raised well by his mom. That's right. That's right. You got, got a face for radio. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so, Craig, this is my favorite time of the year. It's it's NFL playoff season. The best teams are left. Uh, you know, and we're also going to talk about college football, the championship series. We got to talk about that game. I mean, I'm sure you watched those games on Friday. What was your take of the Alabama Notre Dame Ohio State Clemson game? What was your take on those? I guess you know, surprise, no surprise in the first one. Um, you know, I felt like Alabama was definitely going to win. It was a big point spread, so I'm not totally surprised that you know Notre Dame kept it at least close enough for people to bet on them. I think they were able to cover. I was definitely surprised in the second game. I thought Clemson was the better team going in. I thought when they had beat up on Notre Dame last game, they got Trevor Lawrence back. They seemed healthy. They seemed raring to go. I I thought we were definitely destined for a Clemson-Bama, you know, well, I guess the third time this would be that they would have played each other. But, you know, wasn't wasn't in the cards, wasn't meant to be. Hey, give, give credit to Justin Fields. The guy played the biggest game of his life, played the best game of his life on the biggest stage possible, and he did it with an injury. I mean, he had more as many touchdown passes in, as incompletions, so that's a pretty good stat line. Yeah, he got blasted. That Skowski blasted him, and you know, that's the same way that Ryan Shazier got hurt, the same type of tackle. So it was a good call, you know. But uh, So, Craig, you're a Cowboys fan. How, how do you feel about what went on in the in NFC East last night? I mean, just crazy. You know, the Monday night game, the Redskins-Eagles. Looks like the Eagles just laid down and cost the Giants a playoff spot. Of course, your Cowboys, they lost at home. So, I mean, what what, what are you saying here, NFC East fan? I guess I'm uh, I, I guess I'm saying it was any any team's division to lose and three of us did lose it and one kind of snuck snuck through the back door. I mean, for me as a Cowboys fan, I'm utterly disappointed. Uh, I'm ready to get rid of Mike McCarthy after one year. I know the Eagles are ready to get rid of Doug Peterson, even though he brought him a championship ring. So, you know, scuttlebutt on the street. There could be two head coaches looking for jobs in the NFC East. But after one year, I've seen enough of Mike McCarthy to know that he won for one simple reason, because he had Aaron Rodgers in his prime. And this guy right. cannot, this guy, he, he, he's made so many bad in-game decisions this year that it's just, it's just mind-boggling. I've seen enough of him for one year. So disappointed. Congratulations to the Redskins. Like I said, they kind of came through the back door. They got a third-string quarterback they were able to go up against, and you know, each one out last night. Right. You know, it was tough. So, all right, let's talk. Let's talk. All right. So Saturday and Sunday, three games each day. 
one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock. So games are spread out. No more red zone, unfortunately. We're, you know, had a somber moment watching the last red zone last night. So, all right. So the first game on Saturday is Indianapolis, the number seven seed at Buffalo. All right. And Buffalo destroyed the Dolphins yesterday. Buffalo is a seven point favorite and the over-under is 52. What's your take on that one? I think, you know, people have been rolling pretty hard with the uh, Bills Mafia. I don't see it any reason to stop right now. I think they're I think they're on a roll. I think they're going to come out, you know, poised for a big game, home playoff game. They're raring to go. If they were going to have a letdown, I would assume it might have been this week leading up to it. And they, like you said, they kind of steamrolled after maybe a little bit of a sluggish start. So I would take, I would definitely take Buffalo in that game. I, I'd be, I'd be leery going up against them unless you're just getting a ridiculous amount of points and seven isn't seven isn't crazy especially in some of these playoff games where if it, if it gets away early it's hard for the the team down below to reel it back in so i think buffalo covers that one i got you luke what do you think buffalo or the colts yeah i have buffalo in this game too but i think the colts keep it close though because philip yeah philip rivers rivers is gonna keep it close and I think they have a good chance in the playoffs if they get past Buffalo, but I don't see them getting past Buffalo and they cover the spread. I'll take Buffalo as well. I mean, Indianapolis has a good defense. Um, I'm almost willing to take the under on that. 52 is the over-under on that. I mean, two good defenses, but, you know, I had Phillip, I had Josh Allen as my quarterback defense this year. He just absolutely destroyed it. So He was great. I think we're all taking Buffalo. I would check the, we- I would check the weather in that game too, Shatzer, because if it's, if it's going to be blistery, bad weather, precipitation, winds, a lot of times that will definitely play into the under. And, you know, Rich Stadium is a tough place to play. And if it's if they're getting bad weather, it's almost impossible to move the ball up there. So that might be it might be a good call on your part. And nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> you know. Hey, and, and, a quick, and a quick shout out. Let's give the NFL props. They, they, they expanded the playoffs by one team, but we're getting two extra games out of it. So we're getting a triple header on Saturday and a triple header on Sunday. So that's, you know, that's a good job by them to make that happen. I agree. You never have too much playoff football. Now, we forgot to mention Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC. So, all right, let's stick with the AFC. So you got number one, Kansas City. We have Buffalo advancing over Indianapolis. So the 4-5 game, Baltimore the Titans. Titans are a three-and-a-half-point underdog as the home team, and the over-under is 54. Wow, that's tough. I mean, Baltimore is another team that just like just like Buffalo, they've been hot lately. I would have a hard time going against them. But, you know, then again, you got a team that last year they were the uh, kryptonite to Lamar Jackson and all the magic they had in Baltimore just by running the ball and grinding it out with uh, Derrick Henry, another Alabama guy for you. Roll so I, you know, you, you got a team getting getting points and getting more than a field goal at home. I would be very... I would be very hesitant to even touch that game um, unless you just felt really good about somebody on the money line in terms of who's going to win. Um, that's a tough game to call. That, that I think, might be the most entertaining game of the weekend. That's probably the game I'm looking forward to the most. I think that's going to be the most competitive of all. If you put a gun to my head, I'm taking Tennessee plus the points just to get that extra half point. I got you. Luke, do you like Baltimore or the, or the Titans? Yeah, I like the Titans here because Derrick Henry's just been a beast this season. He's going to keep it up. Nobody, nobody can stop him. Nobody can tackle him. And I take the Titans and under. Ooh, under. You know, Baltimore's pretty good. I mean, but Baltimore's, you know, they've, they've been hit hard by the COVID disease and the virus and all that and losing players. So maybe they can put it all together. I, I still don't know who their backup quarterback is because if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, there's no Trace McSorley, there's no RG3. You know, yesterday we were watching the highlights, and Luke said, "Who's number two? I was like, I don't know. I don't know who this guy was, the back quarterback for the 
uh, Ravens now. So I, I tend to take Tennessee on that one. I like I like Tennessee. I mean, they, they play a good brand of football. They run the football. They play good defense. And you know, Tannehill re- resurrected his career. You know, uh, yeah. You know, and the Texans gave him all they could handle yesterday. And uh, he threw a 55-yard pass down the field to AJ Brown with like 15 seconds ago. They spiked the ball and lined up kick the field goal, and there it was. You know, so. And then the last AFC game. Number, the, the scariest game of all, number six, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a four-point favorite, 46 and a half is the over-under. Well, I, th- I think I'm going to make you happy on this one, Shats. I think I would go with Pittsburgh. I know Cleveland is going to be raring to go back in the playoffs. Pittsburgh was definitely had their troubles later in the season after, what were they, 11-0 or something like that yeah. until they finally stubbed their toe. Um, but I think Tomlin, you know, Tom, I have faith in Mike Tomlin. I think Tomlin's a great coach. I really do. I think being at home, um, I think Pittsburgh probably puts it back together. I think Roethlisberger at least has one more really good game under, uh, you know, up his sleeve. And I'm not sure I would trust Baker Mayfield. I and mean, he's probably got the higher ceiling of the two quarterbacks in this game. If you told me one guy's going to go out and throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns, it's probably May- it's probably uh, Mayfield, not Roethlisberger. But I, if you put, you know, told me I had a, my life was on the line, I think I'm going with the Steelers in that one. Well. Go ahead, Luke. I'll let you answer this one. Yeah, I think Cleveland keeps it close, but Pittsburgh pulls it out on maybe like a late drive in the fourth or a last-second field goal. But I think they cover the spread and win by three or four. I take the under there, and Pittsburgh wins at home. Well, I don't know. Cleveland, they got two dynamic running backs. You know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, if they can run the ball at all against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, our defense is decimated. As much as I hate to say this, I'm going to almost have to say Cleveland on that one, honestly. Wow. I say, and I, I'm a, I'll probably get my, my yellow and black stripes revoked, but I don't know. I mean, Cleveland scares me. So as a, as a sailor, you might get an email from, you might get a text from Mike the Boff Boffman on that one. <laughs> What's that? The remote? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Steelers fan through and through, but I just don't know. If, I mean, Cleveland, you know, we're, we're decimated on defense. We don't have our two best linebackers, Bud Dupree or uh, Devin Bush. You know, we're we're, just, we're hurting defensively. Uh, if Cleveland can run the ball, I think they, they, they get the win there. But if, if Steelers can, you know, throw the ball effectively downfield, not a two-yard route, I, I like their chances. So that, that's a that's a pick em for me. I, I don't want to go either way, but that's a pick em for right. me. Kansas City would play the lowest remaining seed, correct, in the second round? Is that how it works? I believe so, yes. Yep. So right so now – technically have- they could play the Colts. They could play anybody from, you know, from those – what you said, who's ever got the lowest seed. Well, Buffalo is the two seed, Tennessee's the four seed, Pittsburgh's the three seed. So we could see a KC-Tennessee matchup. We could see a KC-Indianapolis matchup, you know, if Indianapolis could beat Buffalo, which anything could happen. I mean, you know, Phillip Rivers is a gunslinger, you know, who knows? So that's the AFC in a nutshell, all right? NFC, Saturday, Rams, the six seed, at the Seahawks, the three seed. Seahawks are four-and-a-half point favorite, 43 is the over-under. 43 is the over-under? Yep. Wow, that seems low, right? The, the first thing that's coming to my mind is I would take the over in that game. That sounds like a very low over-under number. Um, so I would jump on that regardless of who. I think they're going to probably both put points up. I'm probably a little bit higher on the Rams than most guys are. I think they have, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football because he's the quarterback. But technically, I think if you really ask GMs who's the best football player in the National Football League, I think it's probably Aaron Donald. And I think with Jalen Ramsey in the in the secondary, and I think they have a good, solid offense. I think the Rams are actually going to win that game, uh, but I would jump all over the over if that's actually forty-three. That's a, that's a very low number for two teams that can light it up. 
Right. Well, I don't know if golf's going to, you know, golf had surgery on his thumb, but I'm not sure which thumb it was. It was his thumb hand or his off hand. So, you know, that, the, the business analyst, graduate assistant kid that jumped in at quarterback yesterday, John Walford, did a good job, you know, and managed the team well. So, you know, I, I'm not sold on Russell Wilson. I know I'm the only person in the world that does. I just don't care for Russell Wilson for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's that smug look he always has on his face, but I'm going to go with you on the Rams. Luke, Rams or Seahawks? Uh, I got the Seahawks here because I don't think Jared Goff's going to be 100% healthy, and I think that's going to be a little bit effective, and I think the wide receivers for the Seahawks are going to take over the game with Russell Wilson and win the game. Ah, there you go. So he goes against us. So he's he's taking the, the sea chickens, and, I, I, and the Rams are, you know, up and down. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say, but I'll... big big NFC West matchup. Third time, third time playing each other this year. That's a big matchup. That's right. That's right. What, what, do you know what the series was? Or is that one one or two zero? Either way, do you know. I think it was one one, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know the Seahawks won the last one. I think the Rams won the first one. Seahawks won the last one. Yeah, don't, both don't. are pretty close though. I think I think if you probably added up the points for the year, I think they were it was probably you know sixty to sixty, a dead tie, just about something like that. Wow, that's awesome. All right, the next NFC game, number five Tampa Bay at Washington. Number four seed. Washington's the four seed. They're eight-point underdogs. 46 and a half is the over-under. You couldn't have two more opposite teams in terms of who's matching up. In terms of a team that in, in Tampa Bay, they bring in the big, flashy quarterback. They have big names all throughout the offense. Gronkowski, Brown, all the receivers they got. And then you got, you know, the team with no nickname on the other side who's doing it with a defensive line, who's doing it with makeshift quarterbacks. They just got rid of who's the guy, Haskins, they cut him, you know, a week ago, heading into week 17 in the playoffs. Right. So Alex Smith is definitely the feel-good story. And I know when we did our over-under segment, I said, watch out for Washington. I would be hard-pressed to go up against Brady in this one. I think that's just too much experience. I think it's too much firepower. I think it's probably a close game. I think it's on the lower side, lower scoring side. But I would, uh, I would err on the side of uh, going with Tampa Bay in that one. I got you. I know Tom's feeling pretty good about himself. He just got a $500,000 bonus for being in the top five in passing. So, you know, he got a nice – him and Emmanuel Sanders both got big bonuses yesterday. Sanders had to get 60 catches. He got it. And then Tom had to be in the top five of passing, which I know you had like 380 yesterday. So he's still slinging it around too. So you know, That's Tampa, good. He needs the money. That's good. I feel good for him. He, he needs that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cab's there. And then the last NFC game is a snoozer in my opinion. Chicago, the seven seed. At New Orleans, nine and a half point favorites. New Orleans over under is forty seven and a half. I would I would go New Orleans heavy in this one. I don't think Chicago really even deserves to be in the playoffs in terms of the caliber of their roster and the season they had and everything like that. I think New Orleans is you know a lot of people they have them going to the Super Bowl. Whether they get there or not, I would debate. But I think in this one, this this could be. 44 to 9, a laugher written all over it. I, I agree with you 100%. Luke, what do you think? Bears or Saints? I got Saints big. Uh, I think Drew Brees, he's off his comeback of his injury, and I think come out and lead the team. I think Michael Thomas is going to be back healthy. No, he's, I think he's still hurt. I'm not sure. So I think Alvin Kamara, if he's healthy off the COVID list, he comes out and plays well, and they get a big win at home. I think that's a bad line, Shats. I, I know that, you know, when. The home team is going to get a few points favored, but and they, they, they never want to go much into the double digits in playoff games. But let's be real, that that's a bad line. New Orleans should be a higher favorite than that, I think. They should be another two, three-point favorite, which they're not going to do, but the the, the the obvious money, at least, at least to me, is on New Orleans in that game. 
I got you. Well, and then, of course, the Green Bay Packers are the number one seed. So, really, the Packers could be playing the Rams. They could be playing Tampa Bay in the second round. So, those are the two high seeds that have a, a good shot of winning, you know, against the favorite team. I mean, Rams beating Seattle would not surprise me. You know, if if, if, if it was a regular game and all Seattle's fans were there in the 12th man, I, I'd give it to Seattle. It's a tough place to play. Right. But it's an empty stadium. It's a cavern. So, you know, maybe Russell Wilson gets exposed. I don't know. I think Tampa Bay beats Washington. Uh, you're right. The Redskins are the feel-good story, and I feel good for my dad. He's a Skins fan, or you know, Washington, yeah, fan, Washington. or as he says, Washington. You know, but uh, <laughs> you know, Chicago. I don't. I mean, they. They. I think Miami should take Chicago's place and just play in the NFC. And so, you know, Miami's what ten and six. 11. Much better team, absolutely. Much better team. You know, so so that means the Pack would play uh, either. I think either the Rams or the Bucket. If the Rams win, they play the Rams. If the Buccaneers win, the Seattle wins. It would be Seattle, New Orleans, probably Rams, Pack, or Tampa Bay Pack, one of those two. Okay. How about how about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going up head to head in the next round at Lambeau? That would be an epic, you know, an epic uh not even a conference championship to get to the conference championship. That'd be a great matchup. That'd be a great matchup. Two grizzled veterans. I mean, everyone's saying Aaron Rodgers for the MVP this year. I don't I mean, hey. I agree with that. You know, I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I can't argue. I think it's I think it's him, it's Mahomes, and it's uh Josh Allen. Buffalo. Right. Well, I mean, you know, there's only one MVP of the NFL, but there's an AFC player of the year and an NFC player of the year. So I think Rodgers gets one of the two. If he doesn't get the MVP, I think he gets the NFC player of the year. And I think Allen and Mahomes battle it out in the AFC. I mean, you know, that's just that's just my take. What am I? I'm not an expert. So, all right. And, right. The, big, and the big one now on Monday, July, January 11th, Alabama, Ohio State. Alabama's a seven and a half point favor. The over under is 75. Wow. Uh, I think Alabama definitely wins the game. I think they've been by far the most talented team in college. Even if they were, I think Clemson is the second most talented team. And even if Clemson had gotten there, I would have taken Alabama in this game. And let's just start out. Who do we think is going to win the game? Seven and a half is always a tricky number. Um, if you're on DraftKings or something like that, what you can always do is you can do an alternate point spread. And you won't get as good of an odds, but you could chip it down to six and a half or six points if you're not happy with that extra roll half point above a touchdown that sometimes scares everybody just like we talked about before the team was getting you know titans getting three and a half at home sometimes that extra half point scares people so you could always you could always do that i would stay away from that over under i guess unless you're getting together with buddies and you're going to get some beers and some wings and hang out and just take the over and just root for a video game right. um but even though you know even then i mean some of these over unders in college are just absolutely crazy I think Ohio State is dangerous. I think they really showed me something. But I just think Alabama is by far the best team in college football and Saban's hungry to pass Bear Bryant. I like your thinking. I mean, we're going to lose Steve Sarkeesian to Texas. Uh, maybe he'll go out on, on a high note as the offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, you know, we talked about that Florida-Alabama game and the overrun was 74. And we were both kind of like, that's off. And they covered it. They topped yep. the other you know. So anything's possible. I mean, Justin Fields played inspired, like you said, six touchdowns compared to six incompletions. Um, you know, who knows? Anything can happen. I hope you're right about Alabama. So last thing before we wrap up, Craig, give me your Super Bowl prediction. NFC, AFC. I'm going to go with no surprise out of the AFC. I just think Kansas City is the best team. I think with them having home field throughout, I think they're just, they're going to be able to play loose. They have one under their belt now, meaning Mahomes, meaning Andy Reid. I think that instills confidence in the team and allows them to play fast and loose and there's probably nothing scarier in the nfl than patrick mahomes and andy reed combining to play fast and loose so i would say 
Kansas City out of the AFC. In the NFC, I think there's a lot of dangerous teams. Other than Chicago, I think you could really make a case just about for all six of the other teams to at least make a run at it. I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit, um, and I'm going to take the Rams just because I think they have a good combination of defensive lines, secondary, offensive weapons. Now, Goff's injury is definitely something to keep an eye on. I think their coach is hungry to get back there. I think they probably hit their skid a couple weeks ago when they lost to the Jets and have been underperforming a little bit. But sometimes, you know, you take that little dip before you're about to hit on a major upward trajectory. So I would go Kansas City and the Rams. Wow, okay. Luke, what's your choice? Um, For the AFC, I want to say the Bills, but I just don't think they can beat Kansas City unless they outscore Kansas City in the long run, which I don't think will happen. And then for the NFC, I think... The Packers make it to the Super Bowl, beating the Saints. Yes, okay. Yes, and then I have the Packers upsetting Kansas City in wow. Well, in overtime too. In overtime, he says. I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I mean, I like I watched what they did to us Steelers. They put us. They are good. Their defense is solid. Um, I think their coaching staff done a great job. Their, their personnel department's done a good job with draft picks. I'm gonna say Buffalo. Out of the AFC, I think uh, they just wear down Kansas City. You know, but I think it's going to be Buffalo, Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And from the NFC, I'm going to take New Orleans. So I'm going to say Buffalo versus New Orleans. And I'm going to take Buffalo to win it all. Okay. I think, you know, I think Breeze is fragile. I mean, the man came back after breaking 11 ribs. You can't tell me they're all they're solid, you know, sound as a pound. So I think he's he's fragile. And, and uh, you know, Taysom Hill does a good job as a backup. You know, you even see Jameis Winston, you know, and his crab legs coming out and it's playing. So, you know. I, I didn't realize we had 11 ribs in our body. You broke 11 ribs. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's one to learn from. Uh, he got – and they're all the upper back ribs. Like, he got choke slammed. So, Anyways, well, Mez, maybe we'll come back on next week and meet again and talk some more playoff football. But as always, it's a pleasure to talk sports with you. I will see you for the WWF Battle Royal Rumble, you know, extravaganza uh, episode, plus some more coming up in the future. And, you know, we, we, we talk about doing a little side projects. We need to have some more talks about having a little side side podcast for, for sports being used. So let's keep it up. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Shatter. Luke, it was a pleasure. Good job, man. It was a lot of fun doing this and look forward to doing some more. Awesome, Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Again, I'd like to thank my special guests, Craig Mesmer and my very own son, Luke Schatzer, for joining me today on episode nine of Schatzer Says. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Keep coming back. There'll be more podcasts posted as I do them. I guarantee we're going to have a few more coming up the next couple weeks. So happy new year, everyone. Enjoy the NFL playoffs this weekend. Enjoy the national championship game next Monday. Roll Tide. Go Steelers. And remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Goodbye, everybody.